Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Rachel Amdahl Show. Today, we're going to talk about our foreign exchange student that we are so honored to host. Now, it's probably a little atypical, right, to host an exchange student. And you might be wondering, how did this even come about? Well, do I have a story for you? So, you know, I have this belief that everything happens for a reason. Even the things that we don't understand in the midst of the chaos, right? I'm sure you can understand that one. But then later we find out why, you know, certain things happen or we just have a better understanding. We can be more okay with the chaos that we went through. Sometimes a storm that we go through and we get past it and we can look back on it and, you know, really appreciate the journey. Let's just call it at that. So I randomly one day, it had to have been April or May. I think it was probably in May. I got this random email at work of all emails, like my work email. How did that even happen? So the email was very simple and stated, hey, we're looking for host families for exchange students. And I almost deleted the email, but I had this really odd feeling. Maybe I'll just take a look into it, right? So I responded and asked, you know, how does the process work? Like, how does this all go? Now, you might be asking a question here because I've had this question multiple times. And that question is, do you get paid to host an exchange student? (laughs) And the answer would be no, you don't get paid to host an exchange student. But basically what happens is, you know, the student will have X amount of money per month that they're supposed to have from their natural parents for their spending money. And now every family does it different. So we had to actually go through like a two-hour orientation. And let me just, before I get too carried away, let me back up here, back to the email, the random email that I got, right, that I almost deleted. So I called my husband and I said, hey, should we host an exchange student? Like, would you be into that? Because it's for the whole school year. You know, it's not like a two-week little stint. It is a whole 10 months, okay? And now, of course, I did explain that to him, but if you ask him, he would tell you that I didn't say that. So, you know, it's all about perception because he listens so well, right? After 16 years together, he's well-trained in listening, which, no. Will that ever happen? I don't really think so, but, you know, maybe I can dream. I can dream that someday he'll remember our conversations. So to my surprise, he said yes, okay? I figured he would say no, of course, right? And then it wouldn't be me objecting. It would be him, right? So I thought, okay, well, let's check it out. And there were so many students. I mean, basically, if you decide, yes, we'd like to host somebody, there's a whole slew of students that you get to pick from. Now, I wanted someone from Germany because my husband and I have been there a couple times. Uh, His family, his mom's side is German. His Oma is from Germany. His mom was born in Germany. 
So I thought it'd be really cool, especially for his Oma that gets, you know, she still says she's homesick, even though she's been in America for a long time. And I thought it'd be cool for her to have someone to speak German with, you know. So <laughs> the lady responded, oh, yeah, here's an application. Fill out this stuff, you know, background check, whatever. And it just all happened so fast. I mean, literally so fast. So we spent most of our summer preparing for our exchange student. And, you know, they have a description. So as you're picking out your student, you pick the location that you want to host a student from. And then they all have like this little biography where they tell you about themselves. And the girl that we chose, she loves crafting and cooking. And I just thought she'd be so perfect for us. So the anticipation was building over summer. You know, we had to get her room ready and make sure everything's clean and, you know, finish up some just like little pitsy stuff that um, had to be done so she'd actually have a sufficient room. So we spent so much time doing that. Now, of course, in the midst of that, we get a tornado within a couple miles of our house and literally had no power for like three days. So let me tell you what a joy it was trying to be painting when there's no light. It makes it you know, just so easy to make sure you get that even coat on there so that it doesn't look like crap. And naturally, because my husband loves me so much, he was criticizing my painting skills. And I am so tired of painting, you guys. I don't know how often you paint anything in your house, but it sounds fun at first until you spend hours doing it. And then you got to do another coat, right? So I got over it pretty fast. And I was so happy when the room was completely done and we had, you know, good furniture in there for her and bedding and whatever, little decorations, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of work. And then my daughter and I made a sign for her for, you know, when she got off the plane and for us to meet her and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like we always maybe have these expectations on how something's going to turn out and how it's going to go and oh, it's going to be so perfect, blah, blah, blah. Well, to be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. And I think it's been very eye-opening. We've had her officially a month and it has been a journey already, right? We still got nine more months to go. She's so sweet. And she's also taller than me, which is, you know, quite interesting because when we first met her and I go to hug her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get on my tiptoes. Like I can barely reach you. So uh, luckily, she won't be stealing my car because God knows she's tall enough to drive it. And so she's 15. And we have a daughter who's almost 12 and a son who's five. So it is really giving us a glimpse into what the teenage years might look like. And let me tell you, my husband and I have really had to sit down and think, okay, how would we handle this situation with our own kids? Like, it's just a different world. And granted, you know, my daughter is only, what, less than four years apart from her. And it is crazy to think about how quickly we are going to be in that spot, right, and have a 15-year-old. So, of course, since our exchange student has been here, there's that adjustment period, you know, learning how to communicate. Like, she uses WhatsApp, and I'm not used to that. So, here I am, I got to learn to be techie here. And I used to be all techie, you know, good with technology. 
I'm realizing very quickly that I've got nothing on these kids these days. So now I can understand how my parents or grandparents are like, hey, I need you to help me with blah, 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 because I don't know how to do it. I I feel that now. And it's, it's um, I'm a little in denial, maybe. Let's just put it that way. So learning how to communicate, like how, what's the best way to get a hold of her so that she actually answers me and responds, right? So that's been interesting. We've had to work on that. You know, we've had to be reminding of, okay, clean, clean up after herself. Because really the biggest space I need her to clean up after herself is the kitchen because I get a little OCD. I really can't handle crumbs everywhere. Like dishes in the sink will drive me like to cycle like pretty quick, you know. So I'm learning to relax on that a little bit and just do some extra dishes, you know, whatever. But along the way in the last month, we've had some other interesting experiences. So, (laughs) okay, she had come home from school, made herself some eggs or something, right? So she's vegetarian. She's in cheer right now. So she'll stop home, make herself something and then go back. Well, I started a new job and I had to train with a dietitian. So I was a little bit, you know, late getting home. I got home. I thought she was home because the stove, you know how the stove, when you use it and it's got these little lights that say, hey, this is hot. Okay, that was on. So here I am just putzing around the kitchen thinking that she's home. The stove, you guys, was kind of off, but not really, if you can try to get what I'm saying here. So the little knob It was close to off, except it was just a hair to the right of it on high. And it was like that for three hours, okay? Three hours by the time I had gotten home in between when she had left. So I was uh, a little, well, I was very grateful that the house didn't burn down and that nothing was near the stove that could have caught on fire. That would have been so bad. So it's been a lot of these reminders, right? Of, hey, you know, when I say we're going to leave at a such time, that means get in the car and we're leaving. Or, hey, we got to make sure that the stove is off so we don't burn the house down, you know? Little stuff like that. And then this week, she was home from school sick for a day, okay? It literally rained all day, okay? Now, of course, this was on a Monday because why not? We know. We know how Mondays are, right? You know what I'm saying? So in our house, our setup, we have a nice sunroom that is more like a dog room because anything I've put in there, they've destroyed. So as much as I would love to sit in there and have a cup of coffee, the dogs are just never going to let that happen. So beautiful sunroom. You know, you enter it through the kitchen and then there's a patio door which leads to the backyard that's fenced in, right, area for the dogs. Well, they run around, they've dug holes. It turns into a mud pit when it rains. So, you know, I come home from work. I'm picking up the kids on Monday. It was a great day. And then I get home, and she comes running out. She's, like, kind of frantic. Oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to think, okay, what happened here, you know? What happened? What am I about to walk into? You ever have that feeling like, oh, boy, Yep, it's the rest of the night is going downhill from right here in this moment. It's about to change the whole day, right? So um, I go walking in the house and I'm wondering what's going on. And I look in the sunroom 
and she left the patio door open. So the dog was running outside. It was raining. He's digging holes, playing in the mud, probably having the time of his life, right? We got a, we got a golden retriever. So he loves mud. He loves to dig holes. I swear, like he must be digging, I don't know, to the center of the earth or something. Because the hole that he's dug, I could fit myself and probably both my kids and the dogs in that hole. So anyways, of course the dog is covered in mud, right? The sunroom that had just been mopped the night before, absolutely covered in mud. And then it gets better. Because no good story only has a dog full of mud. So we have this amazing automatic vacuum. It's a shark vacuum, self-emptying, uh, whatever. Love it because with animals, the kids, the floor has to be cleaned every single day or it just is so disgusting. So you'd think I would have learned my lesson previously, but I apparently didn't because just like my children, I like to make the same mistakes until I'm absolutely certain that I know what to do going forward, right? So... She's also kind of freaking out, like, hey, you know, one of the animals, she said it was a cat, had pooped in front of the dog dish. I'm thinking, oh, it's just cat crap, like, whatever, no big deal. And then I remembered, okay, Rachel, do you remember that you ran the baby shark vacuum before you left the house? And one of the dogs, you know, was out. Well, not only did I have to clean a dog and a sunroom, but I also had to clean my entire flooring. Because the vacuum sucked up the dog crap. And of course, I mean, the vacuum's covered in dog crap. And it just decided to keep trying to clean my floor. So not only did I have a dog and a sunroom to clean, I also had to spend at least a good 30 to 45 minutes cleaning dog crap out of the baby shark. Okay? So I had to mop all of the flooring. And I was a little bit stressed out because, you know, I wasn't exactly planning on spending two hours of my time on a Monday cleaning the house, cleaning a dog. I mean, holy crap. It's funny how the universe works sometimes because I even had a thought earlier in the day. You know, I really need to mop the flooring in the kitchen in the living room. It could really use it. And the universe naturally says, oh, well, your wish is my command because now you're going to have to go and clean it. So I felt pretty bad because she was clearly, you know, she wasn't feeling that well. She was panicking, you know, whatever. So um, it has been a very interesting first month and it was retrograde as well, which if you're into that kind of thing, typically communication during retrograde ain't all that great. And uh, it was kind of a doozy for us. But I just, you know, things have got to only go up from here. And luckily, she's such a good kid. She's doing so good in school. You know, she really is so sweet. And, uh, you know, it just, I have a lot of these thoughts of, okay, what is a typical 15-year-old teenager doing? What do they get in trouble with? You know, she got asked to a homecoming dance with a guy. Um, and so she didn't want to hurt his feelings, said yes, has a super cute dress picked out. And now I feel like I'm that parent that is over here panicking about homecoming, you know, I mean, it's not prom, but I also don't want her to get in any bit of trouble. 
Because with the program, the exchange program that she's in, there's a lot of rules. And then the two-hour orientation we did, luckily we got to listen to it when we were on our way home from a little family reunion trip that we took. So my husband had to listen to it with me. You know, guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah, sounds important. You take care of it. I'm going to go do whatever else. So he got sucked into that one. And there's a lot of rules. I mean, she can't be on a snowmobile or a motorcycle, like all these things that my husband likes to do, right? Because I'm over it with the snowmobile, I'll be honest. But that's a story for another day. So there's a lot of different rules. And I would, you know, it would just suck for her to have to go home because she's at a party and someone takes a picture of, you know, booze in the background or whatever, little things like that could get her sent home, which is understandable, but also kind of crazy. So, you know, homecoming is soon approaching, and I am really interested to see how it's going to turn out, Um, especially since we're still working on the communication piece of where are you going to be, who are you going to be with, like, I haven't really met any of her friends yet, so... Ah, the journey. One month in, it's gone by so fast, as has this whole entire process. But I will say it is really rewarding and it's so cool to, you know, have my kids learn more about their family, you know, history and Germany and all the things. So it's been fun. I can't wait to see what the next nine months holds hopefully all good things and no more cleaning dog crap from a automatic vacuum. That would be like my number one wish right now is to just not deal with that before or like anymore. So it's been a journey and definitely if you've ever thought about hosting a student, I highly encourage it because it is a really neat experience. But also brace yourself for your own personal growth learning and learning curves And just the whole communication piece because it's a bit different and certainly takes some growing pains to work through all of that. So I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of chaos and I really just hope to have had brighten your day a little bit because as long as you're not having to go home and clean up dog crap and mud for two hours, I would say... Hopefully your day is going to be great. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here and I will catch you in the next episode.